Yes. Okay. So um, my name is Zanita. I am a single mom. I have one son, and uh, I live in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Um, I love, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter, I do poetry, I have a children's book out. Um, I love the creative art. I love, um, I love the expression of it. I'm a person that loves words and um, whether it's through song, song is a powerful force, uh, poetry, different things. Words are such a powerful force because our words can literally take on a life of its own. It's literally whatever it is that we speak, uh, whatever we meditate and think on. Like our words start in our thoughts. We're thinking on them, then we speak them, and then when we speak them, we see them directly or indirectly start to take place in our lives. It steers our whole life. So um, I love words, and I love when people express them, which is why I try to be careful about what it is that um, I listen to that I'm saying and what I'm saying around my child or my friendships or anything like that. Um, so when you asked me to do this, and I had went through and read some of um, read some of them. What touched me, your writing, first of all, is phenomenal, but what really drew me in uh, was the uh, Born to Lead is the examples you gave of the people in the Bible um, when God had called them. And Frederick Douglass, his life story uh, really tugged at my heart because I feel like we are all called to be leaders in our own sphere of influence. And I know sometimes, whether it's in the church world or in the business world, sometimes people, uh, I, I'm going to use just, you know, use myself as examples. You know, there's been times where, uh, where I feel, where I felt like, um, I feel like leadership is something that's not just a title. I feel like leader okay. is, uh, is like a quality about yourself that inspires leadership in other people around you. And when I think of leadership, I think of someone who takes accountability for their life, their actions, their choices, their thoughts, and they care about those around them and want to see, want to see them inspired to take leadership within their own lives. So what I loved about Frederick Douglass was that he had little education and how he started out in a position, uh, he started out in slavery. And today we have people, you know, who are running down and, you know, we all have different circumstances and we all have different situations. But he started out in slavery. And at the age of six, according to your writing, that once he was, uh, his childhood ended there. That was a very powerful statement for me. His childhood ended at six because I have a nine-year-old. And someone three years younger than him, their childhood ended because they needed to take care of someone else. So between him going through all that, then lacking education, uh, different things like that, um, the quality that made him a leader is that he had choices that he could make. He could have became embittered. He could have been angry. He could have hated or being ashamed of his own race. He could have hated uh, the, the opposite race, the Caucasians or whatever it may be, but he took the initiative. He took leadership of his own life, his own thoughts, 
with all the, the lack, and I mean, I can say it, and it sounds, or I can read it, and it sounds so simple, but that was, that, that was like a whole journey for him. Wow. To come to a place, you know, that, okay, I've been through all this, all this has happened, all this is going on, but still, I make the choice to take leadership over my own life because he had a purpose, which was to see his people set free, was to create unity. And that purpose uh, kind of seemed like it made the choice for him. So when, so since he had that purpose, it to me it seemed kind of like, well, you know what? I could be angry and stay angry. I could be bitter. I could be all these things, but there's this driving force inside of me to see unity to see my people set free so all of my decisions are going to be based on that yeah. versus what it is that I could feel that could take me down another path right so right. I just thought that was powerful even the people in the I mean even reading about um, how Joseph how God used Joseph I thought that was another powerful thing about how God used Joseph in the pit um he was accused of rape, uh, you know, in the Bible story. Like, he was accused. His, first of all, his brothers were jealous of him. Mm-hmm. And he was accused. Uh, uh, he was thrown into, you know, to be sold off by his brothers. Uh, they sold him. Uh, then, you know, he goes through all this. And, I mean, during that whole time, he kept his integrity. And the wife uh, uh, still accused him of rape, but yet God used him because he was a... Uh, how you put it was he had a, he had a solution to a problem that the only person that could humanly get him out needed an answer to. Mm-hmm. And so that just spoke to me because I think of, it was powerful to me because of my own life. Okay. Because I just got my GED in 2017 Ooh. or 2008. I can't remember one or the other. Um, I grew up kind of like the black sheep of my family. Uh, and then when I was younger, I was more concerned about partying than anything else. Um, and <laughs> so like I had all these different things. So it's like all of this stuff, like, you know, I've had some bad relationships. I've been walking with God since, or I gave my life to God, you know, at the age of 25, I'm 40 now, but I've made a lot of decisions. You know, I made a lot of my own decisions, <laughs> like even with the course of the time, like that walk hasn't been perfect. But uh, the biggest part of my life uh, or my walk with God was spent trying to fight down the mental barriers Wow. Um, of saying that, you know, okay, God has redeemed me. I know that in the word, but to walk that out and to live that and to fight through not, you know, all the mental barriers that I had uh, because I allowed other people to use their words to create these barriers or I allowed society within itself, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to have to place those barriers in front of me. And then mo- a lot of it was just the own barriers that I did by making poor decisions. Mm-hmm. So with all of that, um, oh my there came a moment in my life where I was just like, you know what? These barriers, if I want to grow past this point, sometimes you, it's like you're hitting the wall over and over and over and over and over again. 
And then one moment you'll hit that wall and you'll be like, you know what? This is the last time I'm going to hit that wall because no one else can do in my life and in my heart what God can do. And so when I read about all of those examples of those people, it encouraged me because, and it still encourages me, because none of them had what you would look at, according to the text, in leadership qualities that we tend to look at in people. Mm-hmm. We all have these notions in our mind of what a leader should look like. And all of these, we might have, Jesus, the ultimate leader, our leader, who leads our lives, came to earth and flesh. But they were still looking for someone else because he did not look the way they thought he was supposed to look. That's not the leader we want. And we still do that today. We're looking for people to look a certain way, to be a certain way. And then we call them a leader. They got that drive this and live in this and have that and all that stuff. Jesus needs to drive a BMW. He couldn't pull up in that hoopie. That's not a leader. You know? Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. But because they were looking for that, a lot of them missed it. Right. So a lot of people miss who God has called them to be, how he has called them to lead. Mm-hmm. Because not only are other people looking for something else, but we look in the mirror and we're looking for something else. Right. And God has made us exactly every situation whether he was born into slavery, if he was thrown into the pit, uh, Moses was given away as a child. All of those situations were needed to create within them the leader that God needed them to be. Wow. And that's what I got out of it. That is so awesome. Oh, my goodness. You know, the stuff that you were just saying, I was just, listening and it was just um giving so much hope you know um really hitting home with so many people in so many different situations because we're all different God created us all different and Mm -hmm. we all have a purpose and um you know God has no respect of persons and the thing is um you know People have been through so many things, and the hurt that a lot of people are going through even now, um, a lot of people have been grieving over uh, people that they lost. Um, It's just so much, you know, financial situations going on. A lot of things have changed, And, and I think that just by you sharing what you have just shared with us, it gives so many people hope, you know, and it just really encourages um, me, first of all, (laughs) you know, me, first of all, and then everyone else, um, because God cares, you know, he he cares, you know, and um, like you said, it's, it's, it's all about, um, to me, I believe that it's all about a lifestyle, you know, when we talk about yeah. leaders, 
you know, um, what is our lifestyle, not just um, what people see, you know what I'm saying, Um, but as far as um, our own personal relationship with the Lord. um, So, you know, I just think that even the story about Frederick Douglass, um, I, the reason I brought that story out was because I was asked to do a, um, an essay at school when I had to write about somebody in the civil rights movement. And, um, and so I chose, chose him, but I believe that God wanted me to bring that out to show people, you know, that, um, no matter where you've been in life, you know, that, um, things can change, you know, and that you can come out of that situation and that God will bring us through um, whatever it is that we're dealing with. Because, you know, one thing about me is, um, you know, I I started uh, college. Um, My major was psychology. Mm -hmm. And I used to feel as though because I was raised up in church and I felt like I could not, um, I was not able to relate to so many different people and so many different situations. I was like, how can I help people? <laughs> you know, yeah. because I was raised up in church. And so I don't know what it's like to, to be here and do that. I mean, I've done some things, not saying that, you know, my life is imperfect. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to counseling people who have been through so many different things, I used to ask God, like, Lord, how can I help this person if I haven't been through what they've been through, (laughs) you know? Um, But that, I don't have to be in that situation to be a leader. You know, I don't have to be able to relate to every person's situation. Mm -hmm. But God still wants me to walk out my purpose, you know? Yes. So that's just the thing, like, you know... People are needing, they need God right now. They need answers. They need help. They need hope. They need solutions. (laughs) And um, when we have a relationship with the Lord, um, we can be at the right place at the right time. He will give Mm -hmm. us a word to help somebody else, you know. And um, it's just amazing um, how you can bring that out, um, so thank you for sharing that. Thank you. You're so very much. welcome. I know you have, you have uh, so many um, poems, and um, I know you do spoken word as well. So yeah. I would love to do something else with you, and and you know maybe we can do something with that spoken word and have people to hear some of that. But um, yeah, so thank you for for sharing that. Um, how is your journey with Virtual School going right now? Um, actually, the transition with Virtual School is easier than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be tough. We had a couple of hiccups uh, as okay. far as, like, um, Internet service the first couple of days, but it's been a smooth transition. And so that's okay. been a blessing. And then next week he's going to start with a little pod. So that will be even better. <laughs> so I can get him oh, out wow. the house. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he can be around some nice. kids. So it's like him and three and four other kids, 
I mean, the boy has been in the house since March. And, I mean, he goes out the house, but, you know, like, just yeah, in yeah, the house. Yeah, I know what you mean. The electric bill has went up. Right, right, right. So, uh, when it's time for him to get around some other kids, and they'll still be doing virtual learning, but it'll be, uh, you know, they'll have a couple of other adults and stuff that'll be there and, you know, just to help them out. Okay. And um, so he needs that. Our kids need that. You know, he's the only kid, oh, too, yeah. so. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> how about how is it going with your girls? They're doing well. They're doing well. Um, you know, the social part of, you know, not being able to see their friends and all that. Um mm-hmm. we're working through it. We're working through it, but you know, they have each other, so you know That's right. It's yeah. a little bit better than just being the only child, you know, so Yeah. Um Good. I told them just be grateful for what you have and, you know, continue to That's right. Uh, do the best that you can do with what you have. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So, uh, one thing I do want to say that I thought was uh, very beautiful about, um, you know, you're talking about the world's in pain, you know, we need hope and stuff like that. All of that is true. But I feel like um, what you uh, what you wrote about, I'm actually, I'm looking at it, I was pulling it up and Okay. Um, one of the one the one sentence you said, uh, I mean the whole thing after that. So you guys, when you read this, like especially this part, this it sums up everything. You said great leaders pray. It's, you cannot undermine or underestimate the power of a a vibrant, consistent prayer life. That is the the seed for everything. Right. That is, I mean, and you wrote prayer starts revival. Prayer opens up, uh, opens up the eyes of the blind, brings life to what God has placed on the inside of us. All of that is true. Prayer builds our faith. Usually, when we're suffering, it's because we do not have time to consistently pray. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, like really getting into prayer with God, becoming intimate with Him, getting to know Him. My days, the days that I the nights that I decide that I'm going to stay up till 2.30 in the morning or 3 o'clock. Now, I'm not a young chicken anymore. I used to be able to stay up all night. But now I have to be in bed by 8.30 <laughs> or 9 o'clock in order to function. Uh-huh. But there's okay. some nights where this creative thing takes over me, and I want to okay. write, and I'm up until 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And then okay. when I decide to go to sleep, you know, I got to get back up in about a couple hours. Because, so, but when I get up and I'm rushing out of the door, if I have not made that time for God, then, because see, every day, things and stuff will come at us. But mm-hmm. it's like you're, I'm more prepared to handle it when I get up and I have that time, that space before the world began to just right. spend time with him, to do a devotional or something like that. And then I notice when things come, you know, it can be the same thing two days in a row, but it doesn't seem like a big thing the day that I pray versus if I don't pray, it kind of throws me off kilter because exactly. I wasn't prepared. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so prayer is yeah. definitely the foundation of any great leader's life because leadership is, um, for me, I see myself as a leader. My greatest title is mom. I am leading this young life. Mm-hmm. He is watching my every move. He is listening to my every word. And he is seeing how I live, how I serve Jesus Christ. 
He knows me better than anyone ever will because he, he's with me all the time, 24-7. He sees the great <laughs> and the not so great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, when I try to realize that with him, because I can't be trying to lead other people or do anything else, and then my son is left astray. So wow. he is my greatest, greatest student. He is who God has revived me to be a leader for, and that starts with a life of prayer because I can't even raise him in the climate that we're in. I need to raise him to be, God has called me, he's called all of us as parents to raise a godly heritage for himself in the earth. And I can't do that if I do not have a life of prayer. And I can't, you know, because parenting is hard. It's a, it's a lot of work, you know. Right. And so, um, but I see leadership in the home starting because the way that I lead him in the home is the way that, you know, hopefully it encourages him to lead himself one day and lead his own home differently because, you know, we're different people. But, you know, understanding that I want him to see that when he, when someone says, what kind of woman is your mom? I want him to say the same thing I say about my dad. He's the same person at home that you see out there. All right. <laughs> so, that, so that made my dad a great leader. So, but my dad yeah. prayed. My dad was a prayer, and it wasn't just for show. He prayed at home, and we'd be downstairs watching TV and hear him upstairs walking the floors praying. And so, as, as a kid, you're like, oh, you're like, I wish he'd stop so I could hear the show. But as an adult, I'm like, that was very powerful, and I'm glad that he did that as a kid because, you know, even though I went my own way for a while, um, him being such a great leader in my life at a young age um, kind of prepared me to be the leader now, you know, until God brings yes. the real leader into my life, you know, but to, you know, just to lead from the heart and lead with God's grace while raising the most important child in my life, my son. Wow. So. Wow. Well, I want to read, um, if you don't mind, real quick, uh, Isaiah yeah. chapter 61, and it says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to pro- proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow mm-hmm. on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oak of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Aliens will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards, and you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion, and instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance. And so they will inherit a double portion in their land, and everlasting joy 
will be theirs. Wow. And so I just thought that scripture was just fitting to close out this discussion. Um, yeah. Because that is exactly what is happening right now. We all have yeah. a part in it, but God mm-hmm. is doing a mighty work right now, you know, amongst his people. And, yes. Um, and we will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the place that's yes. devastated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, if you don't mind, could you say a, a really quick closing prayer for us? Yes. Lord, I thank you so much for this time, Lord. And I just uh, I just want to lift up DeAndrea, Lord God. I uh, pray that you would bless her. I thank you, Lord God, that you are surrounding her with your favor as with a shield. I thank you that you are strengthening her, strengthening her hands for the task that you have set before her, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for those who will listen to this podcast, Lord God. I thank you for healing. I thank you for strength. I thank you for favor that flows freely into their heart, freely into their minds, releasing them from fear, releasing them from past emotional hurts and trauma. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, that you will strengthen them to do the task that you have set before their lives. I pray that everyone that sows into DeAndrea, sows into her book, sows into her podcast, Lord God, we thank you that you will return unto them the same blessing, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Zanita. Um, everybody, You're very welcome. Zanita, you have a, a CD out right now? Uh, actually, I have my, well, this is the, what's the date today? Today is September the 2nd that we're doing this, or September the 3rd that we're doing this. I have an EP called My Name is Victory. It will be released, uh, September the 9th is a release date, and so I guess it might be out by the time this comes out. Um, okay. So anyway, check it out. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. Awesome, awesome. Well, and you can also go to YouTube. <laughs> yes, you can also go to YouTube and check it out. Got some videos. <laughs>